asks, what's your trombone studio like as well as the music program in general? He's talking about UNT, the jazz trombone studio. What's our studio like? It's the best. No, I'm <laughs> um, uh, our studio is growing really fast and the level is going up really fast. It's a really strong uh, studio this year. Um, we've got, we had four, five, four, four new master students start this year and one freshman uh, all coming from all over. We've got a couple of people from uh, one, one from Eastman, one from uh, Minnesota. Well, they're both actually from Minnesota. Uh, our freshmen from Florida, some people from Texas, um, just all over. And I mean, what is it like? Um, it's really supportive. It's a big studio. We combine together with the classical studio as well to be um, one big trombone family. You know, we don't... Uh, try to we don't i try not to be like jazz or classical or whatever it's all just trombone it's all just one thing so um we try to put everything together and make sure that everyone gets to hang out and play music together in different types of ways like uh um different types of music you know we have our jazz trombone ensemble the youtubes which is fun and then uh, the program you know is uh, really changing and growing and developing we have a lot of new faculty this is just my third year philip dizak joined the faculty last year a great trumpet player rob parton and a lead trumpet player from chicago um, joined the faculty last year dave meter another great pianist from new york joined the faculty when i started scott tixier a violinist so it's like a kind of a young faculty and we're kind of making some changes to the improvisation curriculum and just everything so it's a really exciting time to be coming to unt if you're considering it and um, so i can't wait to see uh, demi your uh your your tape but hopefully that answers your question if there's more specific questions please uh allow me to elaborate but um otherwise i mean it's kind of a general question and i'm happy to talk to you more about it sometime if you want so just hit me up do you ever practice outside complex reverb slash echo depending on how you face i find yeah i do practice outside sometimes you know there's as many reflective surfaces as you encounter is going to change the way <coughs> excuse me it's going to change the way that you hear yourself um it also helps you to actually really hear your sound because inside you know there's a lot of reflective surfaces and uh the, all the room any room that you're in is going to reverberate at like a different frequency so it's always going to be different you know it's always going to be um different different notes are going to kind of stick out like in my office certain notes stick out in my room here at home certain notes stick out you know so different different spaces are going to help you um, to develop your sound. If you play in like a really big room, that's going to help you full, make it more full. To play outside that's so dry, you know, you could because if, if you play towards like an empty field, you're going to get nothing back and so it's going to really help you kind of actually hear yourself. It's pretty pretty honest and pretty uh, amazing to see to hear yourself when <laughs> you're in a totally honest situation because sometimes we aren't able to do that all the time should a warm-up be long or short that's a good question um you should have a short warm-up and a long warm-up so i guess the answer is both um, i like to have a warm-up i can do in about 30 seconds and a warm-up that's like a full routine that's like you know 45 minutes or an hour if i have lots of time and i can go nice and slow uh, i'll take my time with the warm-up however uh you need to have a fast warm-up because you never know we're going to get off the airplane go straight to the gig and have to go right to the stage so that skill of being able to play either not warmed up or warming up really fast is super important so um definitely both jay definitely both
what's your opinion on using ballads as a warm-up? I do that too. We were talking about just playing warm-ups with just using warm-up time to play with a drone. I was talking about that. That was a video. That's a video that came out today on my YouTube channel. So I was talking about that right at the top. So I do the same thing as using uh, do the same thing with ballads. Um, so with ballads like I really like, you know, just even the simple ones like uh, Body and Soul is classic in a sentimental mood. That one's that, that one kind of goes too high for me to warm up on, but I like um, For All We Know. I like I Will Wait for You. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a million great ballads, so I'm not going to just list ballads, but it's, for me, you got to pick to play it in a key that sits in the middle of the horn because I like to warm up in the middle of the horn and like slowly kind of expand into the upper register and lower register. So like some people start on low B flat or high B flat with long tones, but for me, I start on F and kind of work outwards from there. So just a personal you know, approach, personal preference, really. It's not uh, a yes or no or good or bad, I don't think. I think everything works different for people. But yeah, I definitely do that. Uh, it says, when you're improvising on two fives, do you try to purposefully substitute the five with other chords like the tritone or flat seven of one? Flat seven of one. Like, you're talking about like in the key of F playing E flat seven over C? Is that what you're saying, Jim? by flat seven of one, is that what you mean? Um, yeah, I think that I, for a long time, had to practice those things. Uh, and uh, by practice, I mean like practice the concept and by just kind of plug and play, like get used to the sound basically. You know, like what does it sound like if I do this over this chord? What does it sound like if I use this substitution? What does it sound like if I use that substitution? Um, because you know, if it's a C seven, for example, I mean, you can play E. You could play E flat seven. You could play F sharp seven. You could play A seven. It's all the same, really. Um, someone's gonna hate on me for saying that it's all the same, but that's all right. Uh, I I group them all together, even though they're all specific types of different sounds. They're all like they create a C dominant sound of different types, and then you can resolve it to F, right? Um, so I don't. Uh, anymore try to make a distinction I try to hear hear it now um, but that was after years of like in college just like all right I'm gonna try to do tritone subs through this whole tune so like playing a blues and every every time I get to two five one go <clears throat> in the key of F go G G flat F instead or you know even putting it in the fourth measure of the blues so in F F B flat F B7 going to B flat so you can practice like those flat two to one types of um, transitions between chords. Um, but I, I took a long time to kind of connect my ear to it, but the, that's the most important thing is connecting your ear to it and being able to actually um, hear it, be able to hear the, those things. So now I hear that substitution or you hear when the piano is the pianist or guitarist is doing those substitutions and you kind of jump on them and actually make them happen in real time which is the ideal scenario really by by actually playing with the people that you're playing with rather than just playing kind of whatever you want listening and interacting and using your ears to kind of tell you what to play but um yeah so that's 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 a thing you you have to for me, it's always about breaking things down, getting used to them, and then getting the and then having the ability to kind of call on things when you hear them. You know, like 
not forcing it, but like getting used to like, oh, that's a cool sound when the pianist is playing C7 and I'm playing F sharp seven. That's kind of a cool sound. And I like that. So, um, but to me, it's, they're kind of interchangeable. A tritone and a half step are the same essentially, or a, you know, a fifth, a two, five, one, two to flat two to one is the same flat set, flat six to five to one is it's all kind of the same. They're all versions of the same thing. Predominant, dominant, tonic. That's how I think about it. Um, so I practice all different types of substitutions using that kind of methodology. Yeah, and so Jim, yeah, Jim clarified F minor, B flat seven to C. Yeah, that one I don't use as much unless it's in the tune already. Um, I don't really hear that as like a as a really like good or like a good substitution to get to um, like as a I don't know there's just not everybody has preferences so I think that that's just the one that I haven't really dug into that much I like the sound when it's in the tune though that's a good one like Lady Bird or something like that it's cool it's a cool sound but not necessarily one that I um, go to that often maybe I should maybe it's time for me to uh, try that that one a little bit more but you can also do if you're going to C you could also you could do F minor B flat seven to C, you could do F sharp minor seven, B seven to C, you could do D flat, G flat to C. You know, there's all kinds of things you could do. There's a lot. You could go A flat minor, D flat seven to C. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of things you can do. Harmony. Very, I'm very nerdy about harmony, but I, at the same time, I kind of like to view it in like a really big picture. I like to really kind of think of the, you know, the big, the large view, you know, something that uh, I think it was Ben Wolf said in um, an improv class when I was at Juilliard. You know, it was one of the first, maybe it was one of the first classes. I forget, but I'll, I won't forget it. We just started talking about whatever tune was we were playing that week, and then he's like, "Man, there are no changes." There's no such thing as the changes. There's just harmony and there's just counterpoint. And I was like, oh man, that's super deep. And then I, when I thought about it more, you know, I realized that, all, I mean, first of all, that it was correct. And that there's, there, there are like certain sets of changes that people agree on as like the changes, but you don't, you can substitute a lot of things that are the same functionally, uh, you could say like these are the original changes, but it's really just all about a pathway from predominant to dominant to tonic or tonic, predominant, dominant, tonic. And it doesn't really matter how you get there as long as everybody's listening, right? It does require a certain amount of people listening to each other. You can't just randomly do it. But yeah, when Ben, when ben Wolf was talking about that, that was super eye-opening, ear-opening for me to like start thinking about harmony in that way and thinking about, okay, well, I could do this, but there's also 10 other things that the, that you could do for substitutions or 10 other things that you could think about during this like key center or whatever. So I try to, I try to think about this with everything that I'm teaching with my students. It's like there's the whole and then break it down to as many parts as you can, work on the individual parts, explore as many options, and then make an informed decision about what you're gonna do. You know, I can't tell you what's gonna be the most pleasing to your sensibility. I have no idea. You know, that's up to you. But I can show you 
eight, nine, ten ways to think about it. And so that's what I try to focus on always in my teaching is like, here's a bunch of ways to think about this. Uh, you know, do do what you will with that information. I can't control how you process it. Um, and, I, and I can't control what works for you because everyone needs to figure out what works for them. And for me, that goes from like understanding harmony also to how to play the trombone. I mean, there's certain fundamental things, but everyone has their own mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's really obvious, but it's everyone's different. So you have to make concessions. Not everyone can put the mouthpiece in the same place. Not everybody's teeth are aligned the same way. Not everybody's airstream comes out the same way. Not, you know, not everybody's body composition is the same or it doesn't resonate the same way. To get resonance, they have to do something different with their body, you know. And um, so anyway, I'm just all about people finding out what works for them when they're kind of digging into this stuff like harmony and jazz tunes and improvisation and playing trombone. So uh, that's so that's a uh, an important that's important to me so that's why i wanted to say that glad you could join us every friday 1 p.m we do this live stream q a so i hope you can join us uh next week uh and uh until next time uh happy practicing enjoy enjoy your weekend labor day here in uh, the u.s so